Wow. Comedy Youth Live from a residence director office in the basement of a residence hall. It's me, Ashland. The convent. It's me, Christina. You know, I would never was a residence assistant in college. My dad was for five years because he went to college for a long time and he loved it. Mm-hmm. And I think he always envisioned like his progeny following in his footsteps. And none of us did. I'm <laughs> like, Dad, I'm just going to join a sorority instead, live in the sorority house. So instead of getting free room and board, I'm going to go ahead and pay a lot of money for room and board. Well, there you go. That's um, another way to do it. Yeah. So I'm still paying that back. And I luckily, or providentially, as we more accurately would say, I'm living out my RA um, aspirations, I guess my father's RA aspirations here in this RD office, answering a phone for people that need to check in late at night here at training in Bismarck. I'm still here, everyone. What are you doing, Christina? I'm coming to training because I'm going to come be trained. Sounds good. Just kidding. Just kidding. What would you do if I just showed up? I'd be in it. Yeah, but you would be in a really awkward professional situation. I'd be like, (laughs) okay, look, interviewer on the spot. See what you think. Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? She could stay. (laughs) Maybe she could stay. Um, So, (laughs) Ashlyn, how do you like my new... My new sound setup. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Well, you've been sitting here. You didn't notice? Talking. It looks like I. It looks like I put like a 1940s hat in front of my face. <laughs> I don't know what hat you're talking about, but everyone, Christina got a pop guard. This is what a pop we're... filter. A pop but I don't really filter. think pop was that pop filtered. This is the time. Now I can make really creepy sounds and no one will know. <laughs> oh, wait. I think they know. <laughs> I'm, I think it's time to not ever do that again. As you can tell. Ashlyn, I have bad news. I have bad news. Tell me. Your microphone went red-green. Is it green right now? It's green. Sick. All right. Okay, okay. so as we continue <laughs> to sort out our technical difficulties, you might be wondering what happened to these girls. And it's just summer, you know? We're getting used to it. Uh, it's not summer for me yet. <sighs> Everyone, let's just take a moment for California teachers and students. I think it's teachers and students everywhere because it's only college where you get out in May. No, She's forgotten. I've always gone out in May. What? Yeah, always. That's very strange and unusual. Well, Colorado. <laughs> That's very nice. I like that, though, because I really only have like six weeks of summer and I'm working a summer camp for five of them and then going on a trip and then I go back to work once I get back so I sorry have to go. I'm Anyways. going on a vacation it's gonna be really stressful well my mom thinks it will be she's afraid that something bad will happen anyways I'll talk about that later <laughs> like that I'm an RA Christina is a is a teacher one of those jobs is a real job and one of them is a made-up job but all that to say <laughs> here we are back with another episode of a place within which, if you didn't already know what we were going to talk about or what we typically talk about, good on you for staying in the game. At A Place Within, this week and every week, we get to the heart of our thoughts, feelings, and desires where we trust we'll find the gospel or our need for it. Um, I was listening to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, and they had on, um, well, I don't even remember what they were talking about, but they were talking about like your inner movements and mm. the words they were using. They were like inner movements mm. as in thoughts, feelings, and desires. And they were like, guess what, everybody? Your thoughts become your feelings, become your desires. And I was like, whoa. Well, and I think as we learned last week, we're, we're developing persons. And so 
it's important that we're open to getting to the heart of our thoughts, our feelings, or our desires because a given thought could be in any phase of, you know, its little life cycle. Um, and so we can find Jesus in all of those phases. Um, find him and who he is for us and who he desires to be for us for all time and eternity. So if you're wondering about the answers to those questions, who he wants to be for us for all time and eternity is the fulfillment of every desire, um, our perfect happiness. Yeah, and we know that because he told us. So I guess that's it. Um, <laughs> great episode today, Christina. Right. It was a good one. That, that was our last episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else needs to be said. Everybody read the Bible. We're in the week between the solemnity of the ascension of our Lord and Pentecost, which is the descent of the Holy Spirit. And so I think that it's it's a mood right now to think about it is heaven. As um, the Lanky Guy podcast says, which is a different priest podcast, mind the gap. And what do they mean by that? Other than being little <laughs> Anglophiles. Mind the gap between the ascension and the Pentecost. <laughs> When yeah. the apostles, yeah, think about them. They're like, just like, hang tight. I'm leaving. And they're like, what? Aren't you going to establish the kingdom? And he's like, don't ask me that. Goodbye. And then they're like, okay. And then they hang around for a while. Mm-hmm. And then something cool happens. But before that. <laughs> yeah, he gives them their mission and lets them know that they're adequately prepared for their mission to go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them all that he has commanded them. And that he will be with us until the end of the age. But he doesn't necessarily equip them with the power of the Holy Spirit until Pentecost. Anyway. But he asks them specifically to stay in Jerusalem until they receive the power. That's amazing. That guy knew what he was doing. Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Here are places where we think that Jesus knows what he's doing. That's true. Uh, mostly. I mean, yes, I do. I, but I have to talk with him sometimes. Anyways. <laughs> There have been some obstacles to getting here today, folks, but I'm happy that we made it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I am I never want to deprive anyone of the charming, witty banter that we provide, especially at the beginning of an episode, but, but. wanted to give a little bit of a timeline, walk you all through what has happened, what is going to happen, what will happen down the line in the future. Not just in, like, you know, our eternal destiny is in the fulfillment of our desires, but just practically in in your listening. Last week we talked a little bit about, yeah, just our development. I know I already referenced that, um, specifically on how we develop as spiritual beings. Um, But we wanted to kind of stick with this topic of youthfulness and and mining the gap, if you will, between youthfulness Mm. and maturity, knowing that there are some attributes of both that as disciples we're called to retain. And we're hoping that next week we can discuss a little bit about what our Holy Father Pope Francis has said in his recent papal exhortation. Christus vivit! Which is to and on youth and young people. So we're trying something a little cute here. It's a a longer theme than just a week. Um, And each episode will stand alone, I'm sure, with its own conversation. But yeah, we want to keep talking about being young. Yeah. And we want to invite y'all, if you are interested, to read read that document and uh, with us. Yeah. If you have not read Creekster's Vivid, I have started, I have not finished, and it is pretty sick, so. You can be awesome in... Oh, I just hit my mic. 
order it on Amazon and have a hard copy or what? you can print it um, like I did or just read it on your little phone on the Vatican website. So that's right. We got a lot of choices here, people. That's right. That's right. Um, speaking of maybe, you know, like in my opinion, less effective, less like true, real and enticing ways that, yeah, people within the Catholic Church might be like trying to appeal to the youths. Um, I got youths. a Facebook message Street today youth. from Sorry. Pope Francis, quote unquote, asking me if I was joyful. What? Who, who messaged you? Pope Francis. You need to explain this. There's this, I don't know exactly what it all is, but I scanned some QR code to win some prize at the Bishop's Convocation in Orlando a couple of years ago, and now oh, Pope no. Francis sends me messages on on Facebook Messenger. So was that your prize? Um, no, my prize, my prize <laughs> was okay. So to set the st- stage a little bit, it's it's August of 2017. I'm in Orlando. This is week seven of being in Florida at that point. So I was oh gosh, but oh yeah, totally stupid fact that I wish I could just keep in but the outfit I wore today is actually the same outfit I was wearing when this happened and I, I only remember that oh, I don't I know why you would want to keep that in that's amazing <laughs> so I was it was, it was supposed to be the Holy Spirit has ordained it um, yeah Ashlyn has been blessed with the power of the Holy Spirit you we all have baptism confirmation anyway so um I mean everyone that has received the sacraments um I entered the drawing and I won a little microfiber glasses cleaner cloth. <laughs> Wait, but I need one of those right now. <laughs> I mean, I, it's helpful, but it's not cool. Um, I have a really gross <laughs> podcast laugh, by the way. I'd like to apologize for that. Ashlyn, continue with your story. <laughs> My teammate, Joe, goes next and he wins like a $150 topo backpack topo backpack yeah topo is like a cool colorado outdoors brand okay complication and so i mean it was misio which is some papal office for something but you know it's cool that they got this bot that impersonates pope francis not a security issue at all (laughs) so i mean that's an experience i have about how hip pope francis is with the kids but that's not what we're talking about this week no it's not this week we're talking about being young. And I was having a conversation. Christina, I feel like I've just been talking. I'm just like, I'm in it. No, that's, I, I want you to keep going. Um, here at the beautiful University of Mary, there are lots of little like, like little seating areas that make me feel very much like I'm on a talk show. So nope. I've been My practicing. Gosh. So she's been waiting for the microphone. <laughs> it's true. Um, and I was talking with a friend of mine who is like one of the only focus missionaries it feels like who comes to these things, you know, is here for the long haul. That's like older than me, but is still like doing our same job. Does that make sense? He's like I think a so. peer who is older than me, but he's been serving on campus for less time than me. So I always assumed he's younger than me, find out that he's older than me. I'm like, oh no way, you're ancient. And he takes it super personally. Um, yeah. Sorry, Paul. And we were just swapping stories of all the times that like students made us feel old. And so it's like after 25 serving on a college campus, there is this kind of weirdness. And my go-to story here is in December of this last year, 2018, I was at a party at my house. Yeah, you were. And it was fun. We were having a great time. And in the Korean nightclub in our basement, which I've mentioned on this podcast before, if you want more deets about the Korean nightclub, listen to episode three. 
you might actually enjoy it know? also. Um, I don't know. Let's remember. Why did I know um, that? Okay. Go on know. with your story. I'm bopping in the Korean nightclub at the Advent party. We called it a Radvent party. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. And I'm, I'm dancing with two of my students. I love them. They're not just my students. They're my friends. You know, these are – and I – anything that happens in the story doesn't change the fact that we're friends. They are my friends. But they're, like, two of the girls that I'm closest with. And I'm like, yep, me and the girls were dancing in the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a song comes on. And both girls are like, ooh, we love this song. And one of them goes – Throwback to middle school. Uh oh. What was it? <laughs> that song, which I can't remember the name of it right now. It's the. How does it go? Gonna rock this club. We gonna go all night. It's dynamite. We gonna light yeah, it up like it's dynamite. Like it's dynamite. And I told you once, and I told you twice. We gonna light it up like it's dynamite. Um. Yeah. That's Chris Brown, right? I'm gonna take you. Uh, I have no idea, but I know that it came out when I was in college. What? Yeah. For real? Yeah. And so it's happening again, everyone. <laughs> One well, of. I mean, I, it's just that I thought I was younger than what that like the age that that suggests that I was when it came out. That makes sense. Oh, so you were like, oh, that's an older song than I thought. It yeah. Was. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. Was like, I thought yeah, I was I in like, the nineties, but I think. I think it's baby. because I'm equating it with the song Forever by Chris Brown, mm. which I think came out. Or, actually, you know what? I have no clue. Wait I think all of my high school high school just blurs together. The only time markers I have for it are which AP classes I was taking and what plays I was in. Yeah, amazing. That's it. Amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. So anyway, I felt just old. And how did that make you feel? <laughs> um... It made me feel old. And I was hoping you would say that. It made me feel like a natural woman. <laughs> I was not hoping you would say that. <laughs> Should I sing that one too? No. <laughs> okay. Um, do you get this? Like, is, have you hit this phase yet? Okay. Hit me with the face. Oh, she's, she's checking the... No, no, no. You, have you hit with the been hit with the phase of, like, I feel oh. old? Oh, you, I thought, I think you were having a senior moment. Oh, <laughs> all right no like okay do i have a different with the like face there is a real of, thing of like little kids old. making you feel old right but then like when yeah, other adults uh, okay. make you feel old like has that happened to you um no i haven't had other adults make me feel old yet no i haven't um what am i 24 just turned 24 mm-hmm. so um maybe it's coming yeah i guess like when a 21 year old who i like view as a full-fledged adult mentions like what was going on in their eighth grade when i was a senior in high school i'll be like whoa um but that hasn't happened yet like when college uh, however born in 2000 this fall yeah yeah oh shoot right i mean okay <laughs> no no i keep on thinking of examples of things that don't fit this conversation so all i can really say is no <laughs> well good i guess this is either gonna be podcast of me (laughs) ranting about my feelings do you ever feel like another question because i think something that whether it was like i don't think that they're directly correlated but you know like that comment that i get from my mom every once in a while hi mom um she's like you could invest in some eye cream you know (laughs) you know those under eye wrinkles they come hard they come fast and you already have some sweet what you're not married yet no she doesn't ever say that part um but just like (laughs) 
that pressure, I mean, we know that our culture is obsessed with youthfulness and like appearing young, right? And mm-hmm. and I, I get hit by it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you think you look old? Nope. Good. Because that would be weird. Sorry, I didn't hear the rest of your sentence. This is awkward. <laughs> I asked you, do you think you look old? Um, I'm worried that I might one day. I mean, so it's like, you will. I'll, right. Uh, see? Everyone get you a friend who just <laughs> lays out the truth for you. I'm just a little confused. Okay. But what like, do you think is going to happen to your skin yeah, I think I'm when all the collagen starts to break down? I spray this collagen stuff on my face every day. <laughs> Why? Because, Wait, do you really? Yeah, it feels good. Does it at least double as a setting spray? Uh, it's like a good primer water kind of a situation. Or right, it, it happens in between like, okay, this I think... <laughs> Is another thing I wanted to talk about on this episode, but <laughs> the proper application of primer, foundation, setting powder, it's and like setting spray. We spent a lot of time over the course of the last month being like, "We are a gender-neutral podcast. We are women. We speak from a feminine perspective." But anyone can listen to this. I'm like, okay, yeah, it, I yeah, cannot wait to talk no, about my skincare routine. But this affects men too. Yes, I mean, and, and here's the thing, male creators will talk about specifically male things like all of us who listen to something male related have heard them talk about urinals using the restroom boxers like and it doesn't offend me it just is the world that we live in guys talk about that either we desire for them to stop or we're okay with doing it too honestly i don't desire that they stop all right just don't don't make the whole podcast about the makeup (laughs) she won't okay go ahead um she's not gonna she like looks at me like (laughs) i know you won't i know you won't um, I think it'll be relevant. I, I want to get to the heart of my desire to go through the like 10 step Korean skincare routine. Okay. You know, where it's like, okay, I'm done. First you do a cleansing oil mm-hmm. and then a foaming cleanser, then a toner water. And then sure. I don't have it memorized. Hold on. <laughs> Toning water. What, where does your reference for it live? I, the internet. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> and then like, oh, I know. Japanese skincare and Korean skincare are not the same, but there is this store called Muji, which is like a Japanese lifestyle oh, store. It's that. kind of like the Japanese IKEA, which means that it's like way smaller. Yeah, yeah. My roommate way got more pens from there. Nice pens. Do you have them too? Mm-hmm. Maybe I should get them. I love Muji, and so I'm sorry if you're not living in like Boston, New York, or LA, you probably don't have Muji. Maybe if you live in Seattle, you might. I don't know. Google where they're at and see if there's one near you. Um, sometimes when I go in there, I'm like, well, I have to change my whole lifestyle. But we'll they put have it in like, the show notes. These beautiful, like very simple, not super like labeled, but like very serene packaging skincare things. It's like, yeah, look at all do. these steps. I want these steps. And then anyway, so toner water, then you have like an essence that you put on your face and then a essence? moisturizer and then you do a sheet mask and then you apply a serum and then oh a sleeping God. mask. And, and like... The idea is that you get this like glassy looking skin. Like your skin is so vibrant that it looks like shiny, but not in an oily way, like in a like okay. glass way. I don't I do trying... all of this, okay? Like I got oh. from TJ Maxx because I'm a cheapskate and I'm not going to buy the like fancy one ever of anything. Good. Good. And you can buy like things that at least pretend to be nice at TJ Maxx. So it's like I've got my little glow spray and then I have a toner, essence, and moisturizer combo so i took all three of those steps one step and it has collagen in it because i'm a little bit afraid 
of wrinkles on my face not making it like making it less beautiful you know like I am secure enough with myself to say that sometimes I'm insecure you know and to say anything otherwise would be a lie but I want to know why like I want to know because when I look at an older woman I don't think you know yeah right exactly we think wow you're pretty gorgeous so yeah now uh, first of all I'd like to say that I am upset with you for not allowing me to interject my jokes when you mentioned an essence that you apply to your skin. And, uh, well, it's too late. I was, was really dialed in. Say about the glass. Just like remind, okay, ready? And then an essence. An essence? <laughs> Good one, Christina. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. I, I, in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave space for my comedic timing. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Done. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. She went, guys, she got vulnerable and then I ripped her right out because I'm a terrible friend and That's a terrible just, podcaster. Okay. Yeah, all right. Let's not. You, you heard it here first. Within folks. extremes. Okay. So you were talking about like, yeah, when you see um, an older woman's face, you're not like, huh. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that it's hard for me to like enter into that fear, um, maybe because I haven't stopped having adult acne. <laughs> um, like, like when you mentioned under eye cream. Did you see that? Yeah, you just like. To narrate for our listeners, Christina's mic just like nosedived into the aforementioned, I've said that too many words, too many times, aforementioned pop filter, and now she's having a good old laugh. Um, I put on- oh, my mic got turned off in that process. I was like, well, now I can't hear her at all, but I don't know what I could hear you through, actually. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> Okay, anyhow, I'll just keep going. Um, yeah, I tried to use an under eye cream once, and I used it for like 10 days or something, and I got one of the biggest zits that I had gotten in <laughs> years. Yeah, you hate to see it. It was sad. Um, but what I, what I can say is that I fear, yeah, I, I think more than I fear my skin becoming like wrinkly and like, yeah, I, I think more than that, um, I fear, like, when my joints are mm-hmm. not able mm-hmm. to, like, let me dance the way that I dance, and, like, my muscles don't, like, aren't as flexible as they used to be. Um, like, I noticed myself, be- like, uh, being in pain while I was kneeling with no kneeler a while ago for the first time, and, like, being in, like, pain that I thought was more than just, like, oh, yeah, sacrifice Um, i was like oh shoot i think i might get arthritis (laughs) Mm um yeah so i think i relate more to that fear and i wonder if it has to do with like where we put um where we find our own like quote-unquote worldly value like in ourselves Mm -hmm. um the things that we try to kind of say like oh i'm not attached to that part of myself but i know you know once it starts to go away I will have to process that and it will be a thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like my ability to dance and like participate in fitness activities in the way that I can right now, when that starts to change, I'm going to have to like 
deal with that. And I think, yeah, for me, that's more of a fear. Um, and I don't, and it's not because I'm like less vain or something. I think it's just that like, <laughs> I'm going to just say this. I think you have nicer skin than I do. So you're like, oh, no, no, like this is, I think it, and there's reason to like, it's a part of yourself that you find beautiful, which you should. Um, well, and I'm also really quick to just like buy into the social pressure, you know, like, and I, okay. I hate to admit it. I, I think when we're, I, yeah, if we kind of like want to bust it open, a sign of like actual maturity that I'm growing in is not wrinkles under my eyes. You know, it's like mm-hmm. this reward that I, I just know at this point that like, I'm not perfect. And actually I'm convicted. I'm, I'm convinced and I'm convicted that as Psalm 103 says, like, God knows that I'm dust and he loves me anyway, you know? So might as well just admit that when I'm afraid that other people are going to care about my skin and other people are going to care about my under eye bags, I start to care about them. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to live in that place. But I guess when I notice this thing that I don't like about myself, um, which is so funny, you know, it's not the the thing that I don't like about myself isn't that I might one day have under eye wrinkles. It's that I care, Mm -hmm. right? Right, right, right. Um, Of course. So funny that I spent the first 18 years of my life trying to be older than I am. Right. Um, I was totally that kid that wanted to hang out with the parents. That was like <laughs> on, on the field trip, like, oh, great. Finally, somebody on my level, you know, shop. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and so practically when we noticed this, like, yeah, like this order desire or fixation or something, I think a good thing to want to do is to, like, imagine ways that we can remove that thing or reorder ourselves, you know, or allow ourselves to be reordered. It's like we don't really change unless there is some sort of like change in our actions. And so we, we look, what actions can I change? What I see happening though a lot, especially as we try to grow in virtue and navigate like this spiritual life is that we try to prescribe changes in our actions without, without enough information about our motives. Mm-hmm. And so while it's important that we get to the the heart of our thoughts, feelings, and desires, because we know that the gospel is going to be there, which doesn't change. That is just there, no matter what. I think if we get to the heart, not just the surface of our thoughts, feelings, and desires, and not with like like sharp instruments, but yeah, with self-awareness, um, we're able to actually embark on more meaningful actions because we have a better understanding of what our motivation is. The problem isn't so much the action that I'm doing that I don't like. It's the reason that I'm doing the action I don't like. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that most of the times that I'm having a, like, moral dilemma, mm-hmm. um, kind of similar to the ones we talked about a couple weeks ago when we were talking about boundaries, where you're like, I don't know if there's, like, a moral correct or not. I just don't know what the right choice for me is. Um, yeah, I, I always think of this... Um, moment in the book severe a severe mercy where the character who's friends with c.s lewis is like asking for advice on something Mm. i remember reading it and being like oh my gosh this guy needs to get over himself like i'm sure it would be fine for him to just do the thing that he wanted to do um and c.s lewis is like oh thanks for asking what are your motivations and i was like oh well that's a good question you know yeah Yeah, so i think that applies to actions but i also think it applies yeah to um those interior dispositions that we have that mm-hmm. like we want either to change or we want to know if they're okay or whatever it is yeah so I would totally agree about needing to find that information about your motivation so yeah I mean either 
like what do you find when you look into that or how do you go into that like wherever you want to go sister yeah I think realized this is I don't know if I've talked about this before but something that kind of like sliced me open the beginning of this year was a line from a book by Christopher West fill these hearts um where he talks about having hearts that need to be dilated and circumcised. I did talk about this. Episode yeah. 10, I think. What? Um, I'm pretty oh sure. Gosh. Why do you know that? No, I don't, I don't just... answer that. <laughs> um, and yeah, that like circumcision of heart of, we can go into that lovingly, just like letting ourselves by the Lord, like be seen as we are. And it's like, you know, in prudence, we, we don't have to share that with everybody. Um, but I think that, yeah, my desire for a <laughs> glassy Korean skincare routine really comes from a desire to, like, be the best. Yes. Um, like, to try to find the most excellent thing that can happen. Funny thing about me is that I try to find the best thing that can happen in the, like, most roundabout cutting it corners that's a fake word but mm. like i said i like i won't buy the nicest one i can't do it i never will i just yeah. hate that and i'm not mad about that part of myself i you know I, the cheapskate yeah, i think good. it saves me from a lot of trouble um oh yeah You're but kidding? i still am like hunting tj maxx going to like three different ones to try to find like a serum that i think i can pull off as like a good one for me it is about my skin how my skin looks but it's also about like keeping up with like expectations that i perceive other people have of me i don't want to live in that place but i could like hop around to tj maxx telling myself and everyone else that i just have to run an errand you know i can live in that false place all day long i don't want to um because like connecting to the gospel the the redemption that i'm looking for the approval that i'm looking for has already been one for me right i think that's profound um and there's nothing wrong with desiring excellence um but yeah i'm i think i'm thinking about like balance in maybe the balance and like the ends and the means and the motivation um when it comes to these like morally neutral basically like desires that we have so if we assume i guess if we assume that your like routine here is balanced and like reasonably ordered like are, or are we assuming that or are you kind of saying like that there's probably some disorder here uh okay yeah i think that i need to recognize that my skin is an organ of a body that is me yes it is you know that is given to me by god to reflect uniquely in a way that no one else can his goodness and that he's entrusted my body to me to keep it healthy. Yeah. Um, and so doing things like wearing SPF, even though I would prefer to be tan, um, to keep the body that he's given me healthy and and well-functioning is not only a good thing, it's like a moral obligation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, exactly. It comes back to motivation, which we just talked about. Um, but also, yeah, this is can feel hard but actually so merciful that in the life of discipleship like we're always being called to deeper conversion and that doesn't always mm -hmm. mean like more of thing things being stripped away it's just more radical honesty with why we do the things that we do and when we realize that we're covering something up or we realize that it, what it's revealed to us 
either by our own self-searching or some other interaction that we might have or if it comes to us in prayer um that our motivation isn't aligned with his will like we have to stop we have to change right so where am i with that yeah i mean and you don't don't have to go into another podcast but it's just in terms of like connecting this idea of like desire for youth but okay well this is what i'll say Mm. okay now that i'm making the connection here I do think that if the 10-step routine is mostly um, a search for, like, sustained youth and, Mm -hmm. like, um, coming out of this place of fear of wrinkles or, like, fear of losing what you perceive as your beauty, um, yeah, then I think that, like, you and I would agree that that's an idol. You know, I just kind of had a little lightning bolt Mm -hmm. where I don't even... I, I've been really honestly like curious about this and wanting to talk it out. I don't really even think it's like wanting my face to look that much different. It's like yeah. wanting to do the thing that all the cool girls are doing. And like I perceive huh. the ones that are like the coolest to be younger than me. Like I think that like mm. being older than them somehow I'm like losing touch. Interesting. Do you know anybody who does like skin routines like that? Like YouTube girls. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you stinker. You should say, I was can like, I just open you up? Can I open a drop door for you to fall into? I'm sorry. Well, what would have been better if I go, um, are these real people or people on the internet? People on Ashland. the internet are real people, Christina. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Woo, this has been a place within where Ashlyn and Christina... <sighs> <sighs> Fight, fight, fight. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, Yikes. Yeah, okay. So then that's interesting because I think that is like kind of a cool like existential moment where you're mm-hmm. both, you both have this like youthful challenge of like desiring coolness and this grown up like reality of uh, f- uh, Are you trying to say that know. like at the same time yeah. I'm trying to like imitate the actions of young people but still with like an adult brain that's able to like understand why Mm. i'm doing the things that i'm doing rather than just like be controlled by them that's better than what i was gonna say yeah that's good that's interesting and i think that's like very yeah very like young adult it's that's yeah i'd say what that just struck me i'm like yeah it is i mean yeah it's it's funny yeah because i think I'm experiencing this too where like that struck me more than maybe I would have previously thought it should have like Mm -hmm. if I read it on a piece of paper um but yeah like because that's what I'm noticing in myself right now too like it's not about skin it's not really even about like bones like (laughs) having like these Mm -hmm. interior struggles of like acting in ways that I don't want to be acting you know um and in and like having thoughts that I you know when I see my middle schoolers like when I see those thoughts bubbling in them because they're not as good at hiding them I'm like oh no you don't get to start thinking that way Mm -hmm. um like it's like the mean stuff like mean girl stuff you know like that Mm -hmm. kind of bs crap that we all hate um and yeah I mean if we're just being honest like I like I liked to think for a while that that had left my experience but like having those kinds of like negative irrational thoughts bubbling back up it's like there's this new way of looking at it of like oh my gosh like why is that here Mm -hmm. but it also is a result of perhaps like a sustained immaturity when you notice those 
ways that your immaturity is still present, mm-hmm. but you're seeing it with you actually eyes. recognize it. It's like yeah, you yeah. see it. You see it as a problem, and you desire healing. Yeah, yeah. Like, is that like the character of young adulthood? I think it is. There's still like some pull, or at least access to what is like distinctly young with mm-hmm. a mind that can wonder about it and and choose a little bit more freely even if mm-hmm. not like totally freely you know we're not out of the woods yet but maybe we can just right. sort of do what the lanky guys suggest about this week in the liturgical year and mind the gap wow yeah nice i think yeah something that i'm noticing here too is like maybe there's this fear that like as i become less resilient as plasticity is less yeah, accessible your skin and your skin and your brain, <laughs> which was what I was talking about. It's, I think elasticity in your skin and plasticity in your brain. Sorry, go Ooh, on. There it is. Um, as that's changing, I think that maybe there's a fear that like, oh my gosh, if this is still here, then it's how I'm always going to be. Oh my you know? gosh. I wish I thought that much about my brain development. What? Yeah, I guess I never think that way. Like if, if I've haven't changed yet I won't change yeah but here's the thing (laughs) no I don't think that that's no no no, don't think that yeah I think that it's a fear thing it's a very like materialist like way of approaching reality like Mm -hmm. certainly if all we were were neurons and cells and like all of that then maybe that would be the case but even then we would look at human experiences and know that it kind of isn't yeah Um, right there is like a trajectory of brain development not even just from a Anyway, go on. Yeah. No, for sure. Like, the truth is that people change less as they get older. Mm-hmm. Um, however, grace is grace is grace is right. grace. <laughs> and, like, um, I want to say Father Dave Pavanka was <laughs> on another podcast. Me and all my Facebook. I sit in a lot of traffic, you guys. Podcast <laughs> people aren't real people, Christina. <laughs> oh, wow. Just kidding. We're real people and we're podcast people. And so is Father Dave Pavanka. Anyway, you were saying... <laughs> Um, I want to say he said that the action of the Holy Spirit is like an experience of God. Well, not maybe not like a definition, like it is this, but like it can be an experience of God that does that drives one to change. Mm. Um, and so that is possible at any age. Yeah. However, it is certainly um, like when you have that cooperation of grace with the material reality that is really truly receptive to change like a developing brain is receptive to change and wants to change and wants to connect and figure out the best way Mm -hmm. to exist um so yeah there is a a way that that cooperates however there's also gosh it's this is so crazy i don't even know what to do with it because at the same time if oh my gosh why have i been consuming so much media Okay, at the same time, there is, I want to say it was like the Desert Fathers. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast by the Desert Fathers. They, they were big in the podcast. Like Recently really discovered were. in Alexandria, where it's crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay, I think the Desert Fathers, maybe it wasn't the, uh, never mind. I don't know who these people were, but they separated. <laughs> They separated people into those who are who are not healing yet, those who are being healed, and those who have been healed. Mm-hmm. And that does require time mm-hmm. to like make that progression. Right. And so many 
like young kids so many teens have experienced trauma even Mm -hmm. if it's not like crazy abuse trauma that you would think of as like oh my gosh like how are you still blah 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 like some kind of trauma some kind of woundedness that they do need to open the door to healing Mm -hmm. for and so many don't for quite a long time and so even if your brain is desiring to make new connections and desiring change like if you're not open to healing I I don't know I mean I think that's (laughs) I kind of want to look into if anybody's like thought about how like brain development and I'm sure they have but like how brain development and desire for healing and um, access to healing like how all of those fit together well yeah and just the way that like the introduction of the concept of like healing being available therapy being available Mm -hmm. would actually impact somebody it's not yeah someone's mind would react differently versus sorry someone's mind would react differently to wrestling with that idea idea over a long period of time versus never Mm -hmm. even considering it what i'm trying to say is someone could if they knew that they could be healed still might not be open to it but would still be thinking about it Mm -hmm. versus someone who never even heard that it was possible but you were talking well what i well what i think what i want to say is that like this is interesting because i we were talking about um the different like healings and the acts of the apostles this week in class and we've talked about god's healing power several times mm-hmm. um in my classroom and i was like okay thinking outside the box not just like medical miracles when have you experienced the healing power of god mm-hmm. and i expected this from a couple of them but, and I was like, never is not an answer, blah, 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 blah. And I expected from a couple of them that they still wrote never. And um, part of it is stubbornness, but part of it is really this, like, they've heard that this, like, healing happens. Mm-hmm. They're not open to it. And, like, they're, like, I don't think it's necessarily quite as simple as, like, you know it's possible, but you're not open to it for yourself. Anyhow. It's, it's definitely an interesting thought, but something that you did say earlier, Christina, about, yeah, grace is grace is grace is grace, um, that God made us in a specific way, you know, and we mm-hmm. can trust because we trust him. He he made us change less in adulthood on purpose, but can still intervene in that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You, there are evidences of it. It's not just mm-hmm. a nice idea. Like, it's it's possible, even if not typical. Um, mm-hmm. And this thought that like Christ is eternally young, specifically not not in immaturity that we've been talking about, not in like easily consumed with fads, easily self absorbed, but forever young is in willing to change and making things new. Mm-hmm. Yep, really does. Like I think leave us in a sweet spot to be hungry for next week, um, because that is precisely what Pope Francis speaks into is specifically in certain parts of this exhortation after the synod on youth and young people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for it too. And I think um, it's cool because I think young adulthood kind of in a lot of ways provides a nice, like, well, I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of the common, I don't know what word I'm thinking of, but it's kind of a bunch of these things coming together where mm-hmm. developmentally you're kind of ready um healing wise you might be getting to a point where where you're more ready um there's like an independence where you know you don't need to go and like your parents don't know everything that's happening to you or i don't know anyhow i just think that like i like the word confluence what does that mean it's when where a bunch of rivers meet up so 
Anyway. Confluence. Young adulthood is a confluence. Of what? All that other crap you just said. Healing. But I I couldn't put it together into a sentence. (laughs) I think it's this spiked Arnold Palmer, which was really not a very good beverage. No offense. Yeah, well, I mean, these people deserve to hear our honest opinions, our circumcised (laughs) opinions on our beverages. Well... Um, while recording, I'm drinking Target brand tropical cherry sparkling water. That is a very tall, fitting. Slim can. That's very fitting for everything we were just talking about. Um, well, as fascinating as this has been, I would like to change the topic only a little bit. Okay. To what has been rocking your soul this week? Oh gosh, I forgot to think about this. Do you want to go first? I was really trying to get you to go first so I could think about it. Oh, oh, no, I have it. I have it. I have it. I have to go grab the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay. I am slowly but surely finishing the Lord of the Rings. I've been on the last chapter for about a week. You love that. Um, where are we at? This is, the, uh, sorry, last chapter of The Fellowship. Um. Two Towers and Return of the King are under my bed. I will read them next. Uh, okay. While you look for it, Under My Thumb by John Mellencamp. What's that? And then, Under My Thumb with you. It's like, I don't know, 70s, 80s. It's a 70s rock song. Under My Bed is what? Un- under My Bed. Yeah, that's what I thought of anyway. Please cut that out. Rocking Your Soul? Oh, that you were just singing. Yeah, please cut that out. It really doesn't work. What? Back to the Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. So this is um, towards the end when they're they're deciding whether they're going to be, like, splitting, or who's splitting up, going towards Minas Tirith or towards Mordor. And Frodo hasn't decided what he's going to do. He hasn't decided if he's going to take the ring to Mordor, if he's going to go with Boromir, because I also listen to this on Audible, so I hear all their voices in that guy's voice. Um, Aragorn. <laughs> um, he hasn't decided where he's going to go. And he's like, I need an hour to think. So he goes away by himself. And Boromir, okay, Boromir goes and follows him. And he's like, hey, like, do you need to talk it out Oh, or is something? this the part when he's like super creepy? He's like, give me the ring. Not yet. He's, he hasn't done it yet. And Frodo says, uh, no, actually before that. Okay. Boromir says, um, where there are so many, all speech becomes a debate without end, but two together may perhaps find wisdom. And Frodo goes, you are kind, but I don't think that any speech will help me for I know what I should do, but I'm afraid of doing it. Boromir afraid. And then, um, Boromir's like, well, don't you want my counsel? And Frodo goes, I think I already know what counsel you would give, Boromir, and it would seem like wisdom, but for the warning of my heart. Ugh. Right? And then, ready for this? How Boromir goes, warning. Right? Um, Boromir goes, warning? Warning against what? And Frodo goes, against delay. Mm. Against the way that seems easier. Against refusal of the burden that's laid on me. Against, well, if it must be said, against trust in the strength and truth of men. What? Yeah. How have I never read these books? They never say that in the movie, and it's that's a good yeah. freaking line, dude. So I'm not even going to talk about why that rocks me. I'm just going to sit on it. If you didn't get it, think about it. <laughs> 
you can just <laughs> play back me saying it. <laughs> or you can find <laughs> maybe I should audible. read it. <laughs> Get that free book maybe, from some YouTuber or something. Yeah, right. Maybe I should read it again and go. Boromir. <laughs> Don't say Boromir. Then <laughs> I know what I must do. <laughs> Against delay. Okay. What's rocking your your soul? I think something that's rocking me this week is that, like, this is so duh, but it's not bad to ask for help um, in really practical things. Like, mm-hmm. I want to blame it on the East Coast. I always think, like, uh, it's because of the East Coast. But, like, there is a part of me that thinks, like, asking someone for a favor or asking them to do something that I would think was menial um, mm-hmm. isn't fair. And I think that like assuming that people are going to do the things that you don't want to do isn't fair, but having too much work to be able to do by yourself and asking for other people's help actually like gives them an opportunity to do something that's good for them. Um, yeah. And I had this opportunity this week, honestly, where I realized a job that I thought was going to be pretty small ended up being pretty big. And one of the biggest things about it, one of the most intimidating things about it was um, I was going to have to not only facilitate a pretty logistical event but I was also going to have to coordinate hundreds of volunteers to do that and I didn't really have jobs oh for hundreds of volunteers I had jobs for like 10 you know Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was gonna have like an influx of like 50 volunteers um an hour for a course of like six hours and so my job was just going to become volunteer coordinator and not any of these practical things that I plan on doing anyway all that to say um I was really inconvenienced by this it was very unfortunate until I realized that for all of those volunteers getting to be a part of something, even something menial, uh, these are missionaries. They believe that like the point of yeah. their life is to know Jesus and to make them known, is mm-hmm. to give them a menial task and to invite them to do it very well out of love for him was going to merit grace for them and for other people yeah. simply by asking. And once I was convicted of that, I was like, yes, I believe that is true and had the opportunity to share that with them and, and do that together. And um, so... That asking for help isn't just about convenience. It, convenience, it's also an opportunity to, yeah, give someone an opportunity to choose their own sanctification. Nice. Um, I was rocking my soul. Sick. Put That's shortly, awesome. the dignity of work is rocking my soul. Wow. Um, our friend Amelia went to a talk on the dignity of work this week. Wow. Um, and she hasn't told me about it yet. Shout out Amelia. Yeah, shout out Amelia. Well, shout out Shayna and shout out Meredith, all of whom I spoke with this week. And they all have awesome things going on in their lives. Yay! It's awesome. Okay. Well, after all that, uh, if you want to see us on other places on the internet, you can follow us at APW Podcast on Instagram, at APW Pod on Twitter, or email us at at APWPodcast at gmail.com. And we're really thankful for you. Go ahead and subscribe and rate. Indeed. Okay, young adults or old adults or Mind the old gap, kids. People. Mind the gap.